A very happy Sunday to you. Welcome back to another episode, episode 92 of Leading from the Forest. Today is another Sit Down Sunday episode, which holds such an interesting guest for you today. But first, if you're new to the show, a very warm welcome to you. The party has only just begun, so come on in. Now, in the last episode, I spoke about the Forest School strategy, which was kind of like um, a 30,000 foot view over the whole podcast, which I definitely encourage you to go and check out if you haven't already. All right, that's the housekeeping done. Let's go. Welcome to Leading from the Forest podcast, where I delve into the world of Forest School with the intention of decoding it for parents and those new to the movement. Over the last year, I have brought together a powerful community of parents that have embraced the transformational process of Forest School to set their child up for life success as I go about my mission to reconnect 10,000 families with nature the Forest School way. I'm your host, Mark, the founder of EcoEd Forest School, and listen in as I break down what it's actually all about and how it can work for your child too. I'm ready to create real change. Are you? Hey everyone, in this episode I am very excited to be speaking with Chris, who is the manager of a local children's football team that I sponsor, Hey With Lions FC. It was a pleasure having him on the show and someone I've been waiting and wanting to get on for some time due to our shared values and visions when reflecting on children's development and impacting upon their lives in a hugely positive way so ultimately they can survive and thrive in this world. Now in the conversation we spoke about how he got into coaching, the benefits of football beyond the mere physical aspects, how important the re-social connection has been for the children he coaches following what has been the... A very interesting last few months and his future plans for the club. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hey, Chris, thank you so much for joining me today to speak about all things football, outdoors, and children. No problem at all. Glad to be here, Mark. Great to hear. Um, so, first of all, let's start off. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so my name's Chris. I'm 33 years old. I work in school as an ICT technician. Um, in my personal time, I like to play football, go fishing. Also, myself and my family, we like to camp all over the UK. Uh, we go to France too. I'm also a coach and a chairman of a youth, of a youth football team called Hey With Lions. So you're quite an outdoorsman, really, aren't you? Love it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> So the question is then, how did you find your way into, into coaching children's football? Um, long story short, really, uh, when I was a young lad, my dad created a football team for me and my friends. It actually turned into a really big club at the time. Uh, we really enjoyed it, and some of my best childhood memories came from like being part of the club, really. Mm. Uh, when my son was born, I always had it in my mind that I was going to be like a football coach and following my dad's footsteps. Um, however, um, I thought it was quite important at first to learn the trade, um, you know, take my coaching badges, do all the right things, really. Um, I became part of a um, club called Santos. Um, it was a really nice setup, um, really enjoyed it. Um, I, I started as an under sevens coach. Um, great place to start, really, because, mm. the, you know, they're really really like outgoing that you know like to basically you know they love the game don't they really yeah they, absolutely, they have a absolutely. For it. 
really have a passion for it. Um, it's also hard work, but um, <laughs> that comes with the job. Um, I can imagine. But, but yeah, um, what I found was with the club, as fantastic as it was, mm. um, it was just, I sort of found out that money for the club um, wasn't going in the right places, in my opinion. Mm. Um, I feel that any like extra monies should go to the kids, you know, treat days and stuff like that. Sure. Um, sure. So after a little bit of research, um, some budgeting on our part, Airwith Lions Football Club was born. Um, and basically that's how I've got into it, really. Um, absolutely love what we do. Um, we do forest school sessions. We've gone days out like Chill Factory, skating, mm. um, ice skating, foot golf and football sessions as well. So we've got the whole package there, really. I can see from what you just mentioned there and sort of to pick up something you mentioned a little small time ago about community and community spirit. And I think I get the feeling that's what you're trying to create with the team. Absolutely. And, and ultimately... Nothing can, can, nothing can beat community. It, it's a lost cause, but ultimately it's so, so powerful. Um, yeah. And I think maybe as, as, you know, as I said, it's a lost cause in, in our century now that we don't have a sense of community anymore. And of course. I don't know about you, but it feels very odd. It feels very odd why we, we don't seem to bond closer. I suppose the pandemic has brought us a little bit closer to our neighbours, but I don't know. I don't know what you think about it. No, I absolutely agree. Um, you know, with regards to our football club, um, I, I completely you know agree with what you say. Um, it's it's about basically bringing friendship groups together, mm. um, just getting kids outdoors, really yeah. enjoying themselves instead of being sat in front of computer screens and stuff like that. I suppose it's a good bit of fun for the parents as well. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. To be honest, they, they sometimes enjoy it more than the kids do. This is it, yeah. They live, they live the banter more than the kids, don't they, really? Yeah. So we obviously know the kind of the physical, I suppose, benefits of football for the children. But how important do you think it is sort of to get children outside and being active, particularly on the weekend, as you mentioned, you know, rather than sitting in front of their TVs? Yeah, as you say, I've just touched on it there, really. Um, these days, you know, children... A different to what it was like when we was kids um, it normally it consists of being sat in front of a computer screen iPads tablets phones um, I think with the likes of forest school football or any other sports activities for that matter it's massively massively important in a child's life um, not only to get them out of the house and staying active yeah um, but mainly to socialize and and build friendship groups with other children mm. It is that, isn't it? That friendship group is so important. And, you know, we touch on it again. That, that's quite an interesting kind of thread that's come in apparent in our conversation is that community and that social bond that we create so young. Yeah. And ultimately, we'll see them right for the future because without friends, you know, life could be even, even tougher than it is with friends, isn't it? I suppose. Of course. Having absolutely. by your side. Yeah. I mean, we've got, um, with, with our football club, we've got, children from all different schools and I mean I'll touch on it like later on but um you know we, we, we have children from different schools and they basically the friendships are, are absolutely seamless and it's, you know they're, they're resilient aren't they they really are mm, kids yeah and, yeah it's, it's incredible absolutely incredible so what have you noticed most about the children you've coached development over that over a number of periods of months that you've you've been 
kind of in contact with them and working with them. Yeah. Um, the main thing is that they've grown in confidence. Um, that's what I'd say, you know, mm. at the top of my list, really. The, sc- the skills have grown massively. Um, one of the boys I've coached, he used to get in trouble quite a lot at school, at home. Yeah. Um, and since he's, well, when he started with us, he used to have up to five or six outbursts a session. Um, I remember his auntie once carrying him off the field. <laughs> he was kicking off that much. Um, but to be honest, he's, he's absolutely settled down. He's a really good kid. Um, I see him as a project as well. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, children are all different. Um, some better behave than, better behave than others. Um, you know, no kid's naughty, in my opinion. Um, they just sometimes choose the wrong things to do. And, you know, this one child, he, he chose the wrong things to do a couple of times. Mm. But as I say, since he's been with us, you know, he's been absolutely, like, just really improved. He, he, you know, he's, he's built friendship groups. Mm. And, again, the same thing for all the, all the guys, really, and, and the girls with, at the club. Um, you know, they just enjoy just mingling and making new friends and yeah. That is quite an interesting point you make there. And it, I think it all brings back to what you mentioned right at the beginning of that question was confidence. Absolutely. And then, yeah. and then my, my next question then would be, well, how do you as a club develop that confidence? Um, or is it, is it, a, is it think... a, a multiple kind of approach to it that, you know, you can't really pinpoint what it is, but you've got something that creates that. To be honest, we just as soon as they join us, I'll always have a chat with them. I'll always have a chat with the current players at the club and explain that when a new player comes in, you know, we was all new once at, at one point in time. Um, you know, so we kind of like help everyone feel settled. Um, and I kind of just with football, I think it's more about not getting on somebody's back yeah. and giving them a hard time. It's letting them make their own mistakes. Um, and basically just letting them enjoy himself. That's what it's all about. That's what we're, yeah. we do this for, you know? And I think you've just hit the nail on the head there, really, isn't it? That enjoyment and sort of meeting them where they're at and seeing them as unique, valued and competent. And a little yeah. bit like what, what, I, what, you know, what we do at Forest School is that, you know, you view children as that and then they become kind of this flower that almost flourishes. And, you know, you gave a perfect example of the young man that perhaps was a little bit, um, kind of tended towards the negative behaviour, but ultimately, given the right environment, such as the club, he's he's flourished and he's come on, and it's it's you know it's very it's it's very impressive, and it's you know it's a pat on your back, I suppose, isn't it? You know, and I think if parents can see that development as well, it's a brilliant thing, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. So, come, well, thinking a lot now, obviously, what we've just mentioned, I think this next question is very pertinent. How important has that social reconnection been for the children that you coach following, you know, what's just happened in these last sort of, well, I heard it down the new six months. Yeah, it's madness, isn't it? Um, well, to be honest, I tried to keep in contact with our parents during the lockdown period. Hmm. Um, I was asking how obviously everyone was doing. Um, I set the odd challenge. Uh, for example, um, we've, we've got a WhatsApp group with the parents um, I'd set um, a challenge of uh, keep you uppies with a toilet roll. Um, parents Why not, isn't it? <laughs> oh, well, you've got to do these things. No training. Wasn't no it? training, no matches. You've got to keep yourself active. Um, so it was on the, trend as well, I think, wasn't it? With it, the, it the toilet roll antics going on with the world. Is it what's going Absolutely. On? <laughs> it was. Um, but they, they thought it was quite cool to 
um, video each one of the kids and they'd, you know, put it up on the WhatsApp group. Mm -hmm. And then that, then the next parent would show it to the next child and um, then they'd copy it. And it was, they actually enjoyed this competitiveness, but, um, you know, obviously um, we started to get back into it again. It weren't quite football as we knew it. Mm. Um, obviously, we had to take all the you know measures seriously. The two meters distance, we couldn't tackle. Um, we couldn't shake hands, mm. and it wasn't you know football as we know it. Like I say, yeah. they called it COVID footy. That's what the, the lads <laughs> the lads called it. Um, <laughs> but since the restrictions have lifted a little more, the FA have backed um, well football and other sports massively mm. on this. Mm. And we've been able to get back to something what's similar to reality and normality yeah. for us. Mm. And to be honest, now they're not too far away from where they was when all this happened. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose it was a, a, a huge learning curve for you and the coaches as well. Definitely, yeah, it was. It was. It, um, yeah, I think it threw a lot of us. And particularly now, I, I suppose, what you just mentioned there about the FA, how they've obviously realise the importance in children's lives that that football has or activity has. And that's, again, coming back to it, that social connection, that community, that sense of belonging, I suppose. Yeah. But I think the question on my lips is, you know, I think it'll be on everyone else's lips as well. How many keepy uppies did you get? Um, <laughs> I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't as good as what I expected. I think I got nine. Um, oh, there we go. <laughs> I think the, uh, the the leading the leading one of the lads was um, I think he got fifteen. Oh, 16. fair play! Can't be that so, bad, can it? <laughs> I'm sure when it pops up on like a time hop next year, I'm sure it'll you know someone will have a rego at it, and you never know what yeah. they could get. But I'll have a good laugh at it. No, absolutely. So obviously, the club sounds a fantastic place to be, and I mean, if a parent is listening to this um, today. And they're interested in getting their son or daughter in, into football with Hayward Lions or just in general. What would be your top tips? To be honest, my advice would be try to check out the club ethos before you join anywhere. Um, whether that be Hayward Lions Football Club or any other club for that matter. Um, make sure as a parent and you know, for your son or your daughter, um, your thoughts match the ethos yeah. of that current club. Um, don't worry about your child. Um, that's the, another big piece of advice. Kids are really resilient. I touched on it before. Mm. They have no issues making friends. And for a club like ourselves, um, we always try to, like I, like I said before, um, you know, I explain to the children that are at the club, everybody was new once. Yeah. It's about you know helping people settle as much as they can. Um, I'd also basically give the advice out that you know, check out where your money's going first before you, you join a club. There's, clubs do different things. Um, we're a little different to others. We don't, char- we don't charge, um, you know, the, the parents for track suits and kits and stuff like that. That's all in with our deal. Mm. Um, you know, money, money to us is better going on the children, as I've said. Yeah. Uh, so as soon as all the outgoings are gone, we try to put that to one side um, and, you know, spend that on what really matters, which is the kids' fun days, treat days. Um, so just make sure that you don't think about it too much. Just make a decision once you've, you've checked out all this advice and um, just go with your gut, really. I think that's great advice, isn't it, really? Go with your gut. Because yeah. often I think I'm, I'm terrible for it. I'll tend to procrastinate a bit too much and overthink things. 
And ultimately, yeah. sometimes it's it's just a case of right. Well, you've weighed up the options. Let's get on with it. Definitely. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, so, what projects are you working on currently that you're super excited about? Um, again, it's all been madness because of. This, <laughs> I suppose it has, uh, hasn't it? Craziness for us all. Um, but I'm quite excited about our under sevens team at the minute. Uh, we've been training them for a good two years now. Some of them three, four, five when they started with us. We've had to work really hard at it. Mm. Um, but the under sevens this year, uh, which we're really excited about uh, because they start the first competitive matches in the East Manchester Junior Football League. Uh, super, super excited to, oh, to watch them. Oh, the first game this is it. Oh, uh, it's going to be great. I mean, like, the weather's good. <laughs> I hope so. Um, but I mean, with, with children of that age, um, it, it, it's great to watch. I mean, they, you know, they're all running for the same ball. Uh, they don't quite understand it as much as, you know, they maybe do when they get older. But that's the fun of it. It's just seeing a, kids go out, run around, enjoy themselves for, you know, half an hour to an hour. Yeah. Uh, what's important, really. Um, the second part of that really is our under-11s team. Uh, we have only got two um, teams in the club at the minute. Mm. Under sevens and under elevens, um, massively excited for them again. They start their competitive season again on Saturday. A mm -hmm. um, couple of new rules, offside rule stuff Ooh. like that. So that's been crazy at training, trying to get them to understand. Hundred hundred points to Gryffindor for someone who can explain the offside <laughs> rule, isn't it? I suppose <laughs> madness, absolute madness. Um, but it's all good fun again, and uh, really looking forward to it. Um, and after that. Um, Really, you know, when they've had a few games and stuff like that, they're back into the flow of things. Uh, we'll start planning our Christmas treat days. Um, oh, what it's about, isn't it? So, other than that, it's all systems go, yeah. Is it at the precipice of a new season, I think? I think it's obviously, it must be, well, I don't know about yourself, but obviously with regards to like the Premier League and all these different sort of leagues, now it almost seems that it just finished yesterday, which it pretty much almost did, and now it's back into it, and it's like... yeah. What's going on? How, how you know? What, what? You know, Mike, they've, they've missed it so much as well. I mean, the feedback that we've had from parents, um, you know, about how much they've missed it. Um, just seeing the friends. We keep yeah. saying it, seeing the friends that, you know, this, the connections with the friends is massive. Uh, being outdoors is massive. Um, yeah. I can't stress it enough. Mm. Um, they've really missed it. They can't wait to get going again. Um, and, yeah, I'm just, I'm just super excited for them, really. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's going to be great. I'm, I'm, but I'm really looking forward to hearing the uh, the updates and finding out what what the scores are and uh, how you're getting on because it's going to be it's going to be excellent. I think, and yeah, especially definitely. now, I think there'll be even more kind of vim and vigor going into it because they've been out of it for so long. Yeah, it's be brilliant. So, definitely. how can people find you at Hayward Lions? What would be the best? Uh, so we've got our own website. Um, it's www.haywardlionsfc.com. Uh, we're also on Twitter. Facebook. We train down at Hathershaw School on a Wednesday, six till seven. That's the under sevens and under elevens. At the minute, if you want to pop down, watch a session, um, let your child join in. First session's always free to see if they enjoy it. Um, and just make some friends in the process. What a great... Uh, I think you summed it up there. Perfect, isn't it? Ultimately, yeah. I think try before you buy, as it were. And, Absolutely. And I think a lot of parents will be very shocked how quickly they'll make friends i'm sure yeah of course especially with the, what you know what we've been speaking about tonight with the community spirit that is in the club and everybody be everybody being new once i think it'll it'll be even easier 
yeah definitely great chris it's been an absolute pleasure yeah thank you so much thank mark so for much. inviting me on thanks for the, of all the conversation about community football and everything in between it's been truly fascinating thank you so much and i will see you again very soon i appreciate that thank you very much pleasure wow what a super interesting conversation with chris today from the conversation, I feel two interconnected themes emerged, providing motivation for expanding on in later episodes. And these were the power of the role model and the importance of community in a child's life. Now, role models was something Chris touched upon early in the episode with regards to his dad. And it cannot be underestimated how popular figures such as these are in children's lives. Now, social learning scientists have shown that much of learning that occurs during a child's development is acquired through observation and imitation. And when asked, most of us would agree that children learn from role models and imitate behaviours of those they most admire, right? So the question then is not do children imitate adults, but which behaviours of adults do children imitate? And how can we make it more likely that they will imitate positive behaviours rather than, say, the negative ones? Now, there is no shortage of negative role models for our children in today's society, I would argue. And children imitate the actions and appearance of the most popular movie, video and internet stars. But it could be argued that most of what is in today's popular media is, well, quite unhealthy for children to consume. And yet it is perhaps the most accessible than it has ever been before. So how might we go about redressing the balance here? Well, while children do indeed look to the media for role models, parents are still the biggest influence in their children's lives. Now, what you do, say, act or react, or indeed otherwise, plays a huge factor and importance in a child's life. And if we have, uh, and if we as parents constantly are, for example, on diets, what's that going to signal to our children? Or if we are constantly fearful of certain things happening, what's that going to signal to our children? Parents should be very intentional about what, when, and how they role model for their children. And it all feeds into their development and what comes out the other side. Qualities that parents can intentionally role model today, in fact, may include honesty, integrity, compassion, dependability, high standards and indeed values. And this, I feel, will be an interesting topic to return to in a future episode for sure. Next was a thread that ran through our whole conversation and that was the importance of community on the development of our children. Now, being involved in a community of family, friends, relations and neighbours is hugely important and beneficial in the growth and development of your child. Community gives a child support, a sense of belonging, a strong sense of self and a sense of connection. They feel emotionally and physically safe and valued when they have a community around them. They develop social abilities and have a sense of sharing and caring for each other. Without being part of a community, a child soon feels isolated and alone and has a feeling of unworthiness and potentially can feel like a failure and is starved of love. This in turn can lead to negative behaviours and negative health consequences down the line. In today's modern world, it seems ever harder to find that community spirit as I drew upon in the episode. Why is this, I ask? And how could community spirit have become lost, I wonder? What is certainly for sure, activities such as football clubs that invest more than a family's time are where I feel communities are built today. And these are the cornerstones to both children's development and a sense of belonging, which children rightly need. Within these communities, there will be role models. Role models outside of a child's family. Role models like Chris, that are guiding the path of many children under his care. 
Will they follow his guidance to the letter throughout their lives? Or any role model for that matter? Well, probably not. As children are all individuals and will blaze their own trail in this world. But what it does do is set firm and robust foundations for other outcomes to be built upon and to flourish from. This is how both are connected and indeed interconnected with each other. Having everyday experiences and participating with people and places of a community enables children to observe, engage, understand and actively contribute to their world. This supports children to live interdependently with others, be decision makers and have influence on their lives and other people's. Thank you so much for listening to Leading from the Forest. To find out more about EcoEd Forest School, head over to our website at ecoedforestschool.co.uk to start your journey with us today. Don't forget to review and subscribe to this podcast if you haven't done so already, to spread the word of Forest School and to add immense value into other parents' lives. I've been your host, Mark. This has been Leading from the Forest. Have the most amazing rest of your day and I look forward to joining you again very soon.